Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same, we just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is How to Have Threesomes. I'm I'm <laughs> I have a bagel in my mouth, but it's delicious. So this is an exciting episode, guys. We are officially fiancés. We're engaged! You can make me say this with food in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so what does this mean? What does it mean now that we're going to be married? means that I get to wear this cool ring on my finger. It's actually not right now. Where is it? So the first thing that I want to make <laughs> super clear is that our relationship has been unconventional. We're not necessarily the standard monogamous relationship that you see most people having. And I imagine that our marriage will be the same way. We're going to be interesting. We're not doing things the same way other people do them. We're not going to be boring. <laughs> We're going to be interesting. Well, I think a lot of people like on Instagram and whatever else, might be like, oh, they're not going to have threesomes anymore. That doesn't change our relationship. And I don't think a wedding should change a relationship. I think being married should just be, at least for me, what it is for me and what it meant to me was giving Julia a really beautiful day and showing her that I wanted to be committed to her and that I loved her. And, you know, it's something that I wanted to do. It was on my bucket list. And I was like, you know, I love I want to be with her. So why not have this beautiful moment that we share together and make it a little bit more official? Yeah, I think for Ricky it meant a lot less than it does to some guys uh, and some girls, frankly, who are like, "Oh well, now I'm the uh, now I'm chosen. Now it's serious. Like <laughs> now our relationship means something." I'm like, "What do you like?" It was really interesting for me hearing so many messages from people like, "Oh, you know, congratulations, he chose you. Like you guys are official." I'm like, "What do you mean? Like you know, we have a countdown 
for the time when we're gonna have kids, we already have two houses together. Like, I know my life is with this person. Like, he is my best friend. I'm not fucking going anywhere. Like, ring or no ring, like, I am here for it. Um, but a lot of people seem to think that our relationship is, like, more Different. solid now yeah. than it used to be. And, like, the ring is cool, but I have to take it off every day when I'm doing circus, and I let Ricky wear it, and he almost lost it yesterday. And I don't know. It's it's nice uh, to show people, because I guess now they take us as seriously as we always took ourselves. Um, I'm going to pause the episode super quick. At some point during this episode, Julia is going to say her favorite fruit. Last week, I said my favorite fruit. This week, she's going to say hers. What you got to do is you got to remember that fruit and write to us on Instagram on our How to Have Thruesome's page. And you're going to say what Julia's favorite fruit is, and you're going to win a bottle of lube. You have to comment it on one of the photos. And it's pomegranate. It's going to be the first two people who write to us. So there's a couple different aspects to this I think we should cover. One of them is our ring. Because I think that's interesting. We're not conventional in the sense I didn't find the the perfect ring for, and then give it to her on the day. For me, I bought her like. Tell people also like how that went down. Okay, so we got to talk about the ring. We can get into that later. I also want to talk about how it's going to affect us potentially having threesomes because I feel like a lot of girls that we've slept with in the past were interested in having sex with us because they kind of wanted to see if they could steal me away or something like that or I don't know. I feel like that was kind of in the cards for them. And now that I'm married, I don't feel like I have that to You're offer You're not married. <laughs> now that he is fiancéed. Yeah, but on Instagram and everything. Like, we have it. We show that we are... Fiancéed. Fiancéed. It ain't married. Some people dip out. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of the girls are like, oh, wow, so I don't have a chance with them. And they've kind of, like, pulled back in that sense. That is true. They know that they're not going to get me for a longer commitment. Um, but a lot of this is... We're, we're trying to learn as we go because... We've talked to a couple of people on Tinder and on Bumble and whatever else, and we've, I've actually had really good responses so far. A lot of the girls have been really interested and been like, oh, that's fine with me. I'm like looking for something a little bit, you know, more casual. I'm not looking for something super serious, so I'm, I'm okay with that. And I'd, I'd have to say, actually, the responses on Tinder are better than they were before. The only thing is, is that they haven't turned into actual meetings yet. So the girls that I've been open and honest with have been like super receptive to it, but they haven't turned into... To be fair, sexual. we've also been living on a pirate ship for a week. If you follow my personal gram gram, you can see uh, the pirate ship and all the sharks that we swam with and why we've been kind of distant lately. Um, but it is true that it seems to invoke a different response from girls, seeing that we are more official looking, um, which is interesting to me. But again, there's not that many people and we don't have a lot of time to actually set up dates with these people. Um, but it will be fascinating for me moving forward to see... Uh, how this changes our interactions with people. So I guess the first thing to do is to jump into story time and talk about how it happened. Mm-hmm. Actually, first of all, I told from the very beginning of the relationship that I didn't really want to get married. That he does not quote unquote believe in marriage. I think a massive part of that is that I just didn't want to have that pressure on me that like I have to marry her. I feel like a lot of girls are like, either you're gonna marry me or we're gonna break up. And I just didn't want to, didn't want to have that. I wanted our relationship to be because we loved each other. I wanted to be together because we loved each other, not because there was some promise of us getting married in the future that she was holding on to. Um, another thing that I always believed is that I wanted to know my girlfriend for at least five years before I married her. And I came up with that number just because I had a stepdad growing up and after five years I felt like I truly knew him. So I trusted five years is a good point to be like, I know her, there's not gonna be many surprises after that and that's a, a good safe number to then say that I'll stay with her forever for. Yeah, honestly, it's 
feels kind of like an arbitrary number with the first time they said it to me and I was like sure bro like whatever I don't really know you that well like we can wait whatever um, but now when I see like friends of mine people my age or people older who get married to someone that they've known for less than a year like if that's your calling like more power to you but that would scare the shit out of me like I don't understand how people especially people who never lived together get married I'm like you don't know if that person snores you don't know who does the dishes like what your your flow is like when you're having to deal with your careers together like I don't know I think it is a very um <laughs> safe grounded choice to to live with someone for at least five years before you decide to make that decision because if they're the right person what's the rush like I've always believed that like even my family now you know that we're engaged like when's the wedding when's the wedding I'm like what wedding like nothing has changed right like if it's in a year or two years or five years it doesn't change anything for me um like I just we're gonna keep living our best life um and I don't think the title should really define that or change the way that you appreciate your partner. And I think everyone should have their own set of criteria that they try to meet, you know? For us, or for me, it was five years. That's what I felt good with. But I think everyone needs to approach marriage the same way we approach relationships, not just listening to what is conventionally correct, but what feels good to you. I think that marriage is kind of an old tradition that needs more life in it. It needs to be revitalized. The same way this standard monogamous relationship could be revitalized for certain people, you know, if they feel that, that the regular narrative isn't good enough for them. So as far as we've talked about so far, I don't think the paperwork of getting married is the, what's important to us. Um, I think what is more important is that she has a day to celebrate with her family and that she... Or a couple of them. Yeah, or a couple. Yeah, we're trying to figure that out. I think we've decided that in our marriage, whatever, our... I think so, the word he's looking for is wedding. <laughs> this is actually really interesting as well because we haven't really decided what we want to call each other because I think man and wife is perfect for certain circumstances. But I think Hus we'd rather... Husband at the airport for immigration. Exactly. At airports, that's, you know, one thing. Helps you stick together in those, in those tricky airport lines. But <laughs> I think that I would rather call like my best friend, life partner. Like adventure that, buddy that feels more correct to me like there's so many people who are married and like they're not even friends yeah and I just I feel uh, to me that feels much more personal and like feels more of like what we are because you know we are gonna have threesomes and like that isn't accepted in normal marriages so I think the main thing is just be open to changing things however you want them to be with your partner you get to create this the same way you get to create your own life and your own relationship you get to create your own marriage too like for me calling him my life partner almost means more than it would if I called him like husband and I'm sure that'll happen someday like whenever it feels right but I just know so many older people who like the kind of assumption is like when you get married like you'll go to work and your life is stressful and you stop having sex and like that's the end of it but my life partner is like my best friend my fucking travel buddy like we work together we create art together we <laughs> we go out picking up hot people together like I don't want it to be kind of in the box or have to explain to people like oh but you're married how how could you it's like I, I don't know I don't want this to limit any of the good times that we have together as long as we're being you know respectful of each other's boundaries like fuck it we're gonna have our the greatest life ever one of the parties I want to have parties weddings ceremonies whatever definitely a burning man definitely one with my family probably one here in I don't know and for the record I want like multiple of them like I what every five years renew the vows Fuck it, like, parties are awesome. Why would you only have one? I do not understand people who spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars for one day and a big ass cake and a dress that you can never wear again. Like, I wanna get one sexy ass dress that I can like take photos in all over the world, many, many parties with all of our friends, 
all the time. Like, I don't want one best day of my life. Like, I want a lot of epic parties everywhere. Yeah, and I think it's also, it's to me at least, I focus on having like financial freedom and being able to do what I want to do and, and spend time with my kids one day and not have to go into a regular nine to five job. So the idea of spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars on this one wedding celebration day when we could take that money. <laughs> Buy us a rental property. Yeah, we could literally build like three houses here and rent them out and have like thousands of dollars every month coming in to for travel the rest the world of our forever. life. Yeah, give our kids houses, you know, as, as, as birthday presents rather than, you know, <laughs> rather than uh, just spending all this money on one day and just having a couple pictures to show for it. Like, I think, I think in that sense we're different. So the other thing is that I've come into the relationship with a, a set of properties and I feel like a lot of times people jump into these relationships and then eventually when they divorce, there's really, really nasty fights and like people lose a lot of, you know, things that they thought were theirs. And as far as I've heard and as far as I've seen, divorces can like absolutely ruin people's lives. You know, they can lose so much of what they've built over the years and just be left with nothing. Um, so It's crazy to me that most people have spent more time picking out their wedding cake than looking into the legality of what it actually means to be married for taxes, health insurance, properties. Like, it is so complicated on, like, the legal financial side. Like, I, I can't really think of a good reason to do the paperwork unless it was for, like, citizenship. Like, if like got citizenship into Australia or somewhere where it's really hard to get in and then us being married could help that, but... Until that day comes, like, why bother? I think it means a lot to the family too. Like, mm -hmm. they helped us build this house and everything. And I, I wanted to be able to show to them that, like, you know, I'm serious about her and, you know, I love in, her. In a case lot. they didn't already know, yeah. for my, my grandpa and my aunties and my uncles and my mommy and my daddy, all that, my mom and dad. Yeah, hey guys, they already know. Just because you decide you want to get married, it doesn't have to be. What other people tell you it has to be. Yeah. So for the ring, it's really interesting. I got just like a super simple band it wasn't about the cost it was just something simple that I thought she'd wear and I got that for her because number one I wanted her to have some influence over what she, ring she was gonna wear for the rest of her life I didn't want Preach it to just louder Preach. <laughs> give the woman choice yeah so I wanted it to be a choice that both of us made together um, my original idea was I wanted to get all these medals from different places in the world and like combine these medals together and make two rings out of them like custom-made but uh, I've since found out that that's a little bit tricky. The metals don't always like mix well together. So I think we're just gonna like decide what ring we want together. And Julia showed me which one she wants, which doesn't have any diamonds. So we're not yeah. gonna even aid that conflict. We're not out yet. here raping Mother Earth for gemstones that really don't mean that much. My love is not defined by a rock worth thousands of dollars. I want this ring. It's actually made out of moonstone and silver. It's not even gold, and it's like two hundred bucks, and it's beautiful um and it's handmade by like this woman in switzerland or something it's like a little etsy shop so first off i love the idea of supporting like a local not local <laughs> not local i like the idea of supporting like a small family business like an artisan who's going to make this custom for me no one in the world can have anything else like it um and it's stones that you know don't hurt the earth they're pretty and i can still wear it during circus or surfing or out in the world not worried about scuffing it up if i lose it i'll get another one and maybe i'll change the color someday like yeah. the ring is not the relationship like standard for me which was really interesting when people when we released the uh, the engagement post on instagram which is really cute by the way i might link it for you yeah, guys we, we got like a, over a million views on tiktok yeah, too, before it, i got banned <laughs> you just got banned anyways um yeah the the post is very very cute but everyone was like show us the ring where's the ring and i was like what the fuck are you talking about and they actually got me two there were two rings in the box one is silver but it's titanium right and the other one is 
black titanium. Yeah. So they're just like super simple pants that I actually love. I wear them all the time, although I put it on when I'm training, like fits on his pinky finger. Um, and they're jewelry that like I'll keep and I'll wear forever, but it doesn't look like an engagement ring to people. They're like, where's the rock? I'm like, what do you, why would I waste all that money? Like if had spent $2,000 on a ring for me, I would have been so pissed that I could have had like a kitchen or another villa or like a trip to the Komodo Islands. Like there is so much things you can do with that money. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not like a material yeah, and, person. And maybe that at way. some point we want to get another ring, and we can do that at that point. You know, if, if and a it ring probably ever won't becomes be more important, of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. I'll save the polar bears with that money instead. Oh, it was really interesting to me. Right after I gave her the ring, I went into like a nail salon, and she had her nails done. And the girl was like, "Oh, show me the ring." And she's like, "You know, the more he loves you, the bigger the diamond will be." Yeah, this this local like girl was like, "Oh, like oh no, honey, like." that's your ring? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> our life is so much more important than this ring, but I guess it's it's also cultural. Like, to her, she was like, oh, but like your family won't like take the, the blessings seriously. And I'm like, uh, first off, I don't need anyone's blessing to love who I love. Second off, my family has already given me, you know, all of the support that I could possibly need to be with this person. But I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. If you could snap your fingers and have your ideal quote unquote wedding, for you, what does that look like? I don't even know if we ever talked about that. You've mentioned beach. Okay, so it's really interesting. This is kind of similar to the proposal. I always had this image in my mind of doing it more like private, you know, just us two, but she made it very clear <laughs> over the years that she really wanted people to be there for the proposal. So I had to kind of change my ideas around and make it so that it was something a little bit more public and have our friends there and everything like that. So for me, the ideal wedding would just be like a couple of sticks in the sand <laughs> on an island. <laughs> and have our family there, you know, maybe a cameraman, and we just have like a really good time with our family and have, you know. Playing with our sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going for swims in the ocean, just making memories. That's really important to me. I don't have a massive family though, and I'm not super traditional. Yeah, Ricky so. has his mom. So that, that's an easy plane flight on that end. Yeah, so, yeah I have, I have a, a large family. I have grandpas and aunties and uncles and cousins and Moms and dads and sisters. Um, so that's why I was also thinking of like maybe multiple ceremonies to fit different people's needs. Cause see, what would be beautiful to me though is that like because I know a wedding is a good reason for people to like want to leave their current situation and like fly somewhere. You know, people will travel for weddings. So I'm like, fuck. If people will travel for a wedding, like let's just do something really fun. Like I love. I want to get all the people that I love and bring them out and have a fucking amazing time. You know, mm -hmm. like, let's go do something really cool together. Like we just did, get on a boat together, sail the Komodo Islands or something, live on a boat for a week. Like, let's do something really cool that we're all going to remember. We don't have to come and, like, and we can have, like, a little ceremony somewhere, but, like, it's more important to me that we give people the most amazing memories and an experience that we'll never forget. Yeah, because everyone has sat through, like, 15 to 20 really standard weddings, which is fine, right? They do the vows, there's the cake, there's, like, the dance in the right order, and it all kind of... The white rose petals, which is all good and well, but like, I honestly cannot tell you a single wedding that I remember apart from all the other weddings. It's kind of one blob. So if I could like hypothetically force everyone in my family to go skydiving for me, that would be dope. Or like, I don't know, go light off fireworks on top of a mountain somewhere. Like, do something worth remembering. A while ago we read a study that talked about satisfaction in relationships and they talked about how people who were married actually had less satisfaction in the relationship than people who were together but didn't necessarily have that like married terminology yeah. placed on them. Boyfriend, girlfriend, or engaged, and then it got worse after they were married. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. And like, those are not things that we want to aid to. We don't want to like make ourselves less satisfied. So like, let's not do the paperwork. It's a trap. Yeah. It's a trap. We could just stay engaged forever. Yeah. We engage till I'm 99. Have the best sex out of any of our friend group. I think part of the reason that people were less satisfied in their relationships when they were married is because they now have this piece of paper saying that they have to be in the relationship. There's so many reasons they can't get out because if they divorce, it's going to cost a huge amount of money. They're going to lose a lot of property and whatever else. And people like their freedom. People want to be free and they want to come together because they want to be together, not because they're forced to or they have to. So I think that's really important in our coming together is that we... uh, we have the option to leave at any point. We're not like telling each other that we can't leave for any reason. Like we're always welcome to leave. It's just a beautiful thing that we did to show our love for each other, but it's not necessarily yeah. a contract. Like, you know, it's a contract that's renewable at any time. Yeah, that, I actually really like the way he said that. I believe that when you're with someone, you should wake up every day and be with him because you choose to that day, right? Like you will have arguments and there are going to be days when you feel off, but I don't think you should wake up fucking hating your life and your situation like when people are like oh you know i hate my partner but you know we're stuck with each other now i'm like what the hell is that is that the way you want to live your life a that is not the way i want to live my life b that is not the way i think any kid should be raised like thank god that my parents got divorced because i love them both dearly and they are adorable humans and i do not think it would have been good being raised in the same house with them you know just disagreeing on everything um, so I think often splitting up is better than staying together as soon as it's not serving you both um, to your higher selves. I will link the video for you guys. Or I'll like put on a story or let you click through somehow to our proposal engagement. But I would love for to give you guys all a very short rundown of um, his plan, what changed in the plan, um, why he was crying, and super adorable story commence now. Okay, so... So my idea was this. I wanted to go out and be snorkeling somewhere with on a boat. Maybe we had a, a tour guide or something with us. doesn't matter. But we swim down, and we find this treasure chest, and we pull it up onto the boat, and we drive the boat to a beautiful white sand beach. We pull the chest off of the boat. We break open the lock, and inside of the chest is this ring for and That's how I was wanted to propose to her. And dad and mom and my mom were going to be hiding in the bushes like waiting and they were going to run out and we we're going to be like surprise like <laughs> buried you know. in the sand and then we have like a little almost like a little ceremony there i was going to have like sticks and like an arch you know on the beach and we just like celebrate our love that was my my image well it proved a little bit harder to make that happen than i had hoped um number one <laughs> mom and dad couldn't come over here to because of the current situation <laughs> no with one could come <laughs> number two i got an offer to work with a massive company doing live performances. And my intention was to propose to Julia in March, but the contract was gonna start in February. And I had already talked to this amazing underwater photographer. I was gonna have her come out and we're gonna find some beautiful island somewhere and do these photos of us pulling this chest out underwater and everything like that. It would have been epic. But since my contract was in February, I had to push things forward a little bit faster. And I was like, okay, maybe we can do it in itself rather than going out on a boat somewhere to some island. Maybe we can just find a beautiful beach. In so we ended up finding this amazing beach, like this hidden one down south that no one knows about. It took us a long time to find it. And there's this like beautiful stretch of sand and there's a cliff top and everything. And I was like, this is perfect. I could hide the chest underwater right here um, underneath the cliff. We'll jump in off the cliff. We'll find the chest. We'll bring it to the shore. We'll bring it up onto the cliff. And then that's where we'll take the photos of us proposing. And that's where our photos are of us proposing, or of me proposing. 
I'd also like to interject that I can barely swim. Um, it's a really romantic idea that I'd be like this beautiful mermaid who could pull up a heavy wooden chest underwater, but I literally look like a drowning rat as soon as you put me in water, so. Yeah, and so as the day was nearing, I was still planning to do this on the day, actually, but we got to the place and I realized a couple of things. Because who's, who's we? So I had one other friend who was helping me with this. I definitely couldn't have done it alone. I had to like hide the chest for a couple weeks. I had to hide the ring. I had to have help carrying the fucking chest. The chest was so heavy. Had people back at our house distracting me for a couple hours. Yeah. And uh, so it was just a, it was a big, big thing that we were undertaking. Not to mention it was raining the day that we went to propose and I had invited all these people out there. So we all drove through the rain. We got there. It was like only a muddy slope down. This isn't like a public area, you know, it's like people kind of were falling down rich. this hill covered in mud yeah. and like cow shit. It Which, was a cow field. <laughs> yeah, it, it honestly kind of brought us together. I felt like we all like shared in this moment that was like really beautiful. And it was beautiful because we had to trek through mud to get there, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but we got there and I realized that if I hit it underwater, number one, what I didn't think about is that wood floats. So I'd have to like fill it with rocks. And it was not an easy swim back to shore. Like there's there's riptides and there was rocks with like coral on them and stuff. And I was like, And it's a big chest. Like this huge. is not something one person could carry. Yeah, so I was like, this is gonna be insane. We're gonna jump in. Not to mention the visibility underwater wasn't it was like super like milky, murky. Can you imagine if you were like, look at the chest? I'm like, what chest? And you're like, right there. I'm yeah. like, no, it's a rock with you. Leave it. You're like, no, we have to get it. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, it, was super, <laughs> it was super murky. And our photographer was like willing to jump in the water with me. He'd never done underwater photography, but he was like willing to jump in and take pictures for us. But like the pictures would have been terrible. Like it was just, it, it, the visibility was terrible. So I realized this. And I also thought that if, even if we got the chest out of the water, it was going to take us like an hour to get it up the, the side of the cliff and we're going to be slipping on this like dangerous cliffside and everyone's going to be waiting for us this entire time. We're going to have like <laughs> 25 people waiting for an hour for us to pull this chest up. You know, we're going to have to walk it up the cliff with the rocks in it. Like, you know, I can't open it until it's on top of the cliff. It just like, it was just getting really tricky. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get really good pictures. I'm going to hide the chest under some sticks on the edge of this cliff. And I got the, the photo lined up. That gram gram shot. Yeah. Mm. So we're on the edge of this cliff and, uh, and I kind of like walk over to like another rocky patch and I was like oh let's look for a place to jump in and I was like showing her a place that was like literally a cliff top down to like sharp jagged rocks down the bottom and I was like oh I'm not here and we were just like I was just like killing time and I was getting super nervous oh and we walked around the edge of the cliff and there's like a pile of sticks over the box and I'm like hey babe what's that and she like kind of laughed and she like ran over to it she we threw the sticks off I was like throwing them far so they weren't in the fucking and I was photos. like why is he so aggressively <laughs> throwing these bushes off the cliff like you could just put them next to it yeah we finally get to the chest and I'd given this like key for Christmas it was like a key on a bracelet she didn't want to wear it so I was wearing it so <laughs> it was too big it was getting caught in my hair it's a very pretty bracelet yeah so I was like how are we gonna open this lock I was like, what about this key that I gave you for Christmas? And she goes, she unlocks the box, opens the box up. There's only one thing in there. She was expecting a puppy, but... I thought it was a puppy! She opens the box up, and there's the ring box in the, in the chest. <laughs> and she just grabs it and, like, tries to stand up. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. And I, like, had to grab it out of you her hand. You literally had to, like, fight it out of my hands. I'm like, give me my present. I want to open my present. I had no, not a fucking so I clue. I had to pull it out of her hands. And I got down on my knee and I, like, did it. I was, like, sobbing. Couldn't fucking say the words that I wanted to say. Had so a whole cute. speech plan. Fucked it up. You had a speech? <laughs> there was a speech? Yeah, it was a short speech, but it was a speech. Aww. I got the, the, main, the main points were there. Will you <laughs> sniff, sniff, marry me. I love you. Cry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, oh, 
And then everyone was cheering. We had like 25 people cheering and it was, we didn't know what to do. We were just standing there for like a couple of minutes. We were like, fuck, should we just jump in off this cliff? So we just jumped in. In our full clothes. Full clothes, yeah. Well, minus pants for me, which I was not wearing in my engagement photos because what I thought was happening was that this was like a surprise picnic with all my friends to go cliff jumping. So I was like wearing a bikini and my hair was up in a ponytail. I'm like, cool, we're gonna like go swimming with our friends. And that was when Ricky was like, oh, we should go like look for a good jumping spot where there's no rocks in the water. So, so here I am just fucking frolicking around. I have like mud all over my legs. I'm in a bikini. I'm just like, oh, we'll jump in here. And then I find the, the box with the sticks, which for those of you who don't know my life intimately uh, was also very similar to the way he asked me out in the beginning. Um, where he had taken me on this really long hike up a hill and then there was like this rock that he had hidden that had my name carved into it with like this little origami paper and like this really cute picture like plans shit ahead of time so when I saw like a big ass fucking treasure chest suspiciously covered with sticks I was like oh he must have put this here like happy birthday to me fuck yeah um, and then the video is really cute because I clearly have no idea like th there's not that moment of like oh it's happening, it's the moment. I say fuck in the video. I'm not like, yes, I do. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, a lot uh, of the people we brought didn't even know it was gonna happen either. I kind of just left it a secret. Who, who, who didn't know? <laughs> like half of them. I kinda, Some of them I told them as they got there because I was like, I don't want them to be walking off somewhere else when I do it. I want or can you imagine like if they like open the chest first? Like, there's a box, what's in here? You're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I was very impressed did that because he has never other than planned the, anything yeah other than the day he asked me out he has never had a surprise birthday a surprise lunch surprise christmas like nothing he does not do surprises so the fact that this boy put in that much effort just to surprise me and have me do the happy cry and then jump off the cliff uh it, it I, was I mean I, I surprise her i just don't surprise her normally with people i'm good at making little surprises like with us like making surprise days but like yeah having a lot of friends there organizing humans he, is yeah, not or, his skill set can organize everything but humans <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, um, we are engaged. He proposed. And it doesn't change anything, but it is nice. And I love him very much. Another thing that I realized is that if we jumped into the water first, then his hair was going to be all wet, and I didn't know she was going to get angry at me if her proposal picture, she was like, had wet hair. Looking and... like a drowned rat. It's not yeah. just wet. You guys, you have not seen my hair wet. It's a thing. Like, not a cute thing. So, another thing that it meant to me is that, I, I don't know if you guys remember it, but I, the moment that I knew that I fell in love with was when she jumped into the water with me, because it was something that she had been opposing. She like didn't want to show me her wet self, she only wanted to be oh, in front of me. That. She wanted to be in front of me only oh. when she was wearing makeup and when her hair was straightened. So that was kind of uh, the moment that I fell in love with her. So I thought it was right that the moment that I asked her to marry me was as well like a water moment, because now she's grown so much. Now she like loves the water. It's like. She's a little fish underwater. Mm. But in the beginning, she hated it. So I think that like was kind of like trying to symbolize the growth that we've had in our relationship and how much, how much we've changed and, you know. Oh, that's cute. And obviously, I didn't explain this well to her before because she's oh, just figuring this out now. Oh, I love you. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. And then, shortly after, we spent a week on a pirate ship snorkeling and scuba diving every single day and me being very wet and happy in the water with my, my merman fiance. So uh, things are working out and I'm sure we will have many more exciting adventures to come. So anywho, uh, we just thought we should update you guys because those of you who follow us on our personal pages obviously know, but those of you who do not, um, we thought we should share the big old news with you. 
Um, and I'm sure we'll have plenty of exciting adventures uh, to keep you guys updated on, but we just wanted to keep you in the loop about our, our ever-evolving, wonderful life and relationship, all the ups and downs. And, um, and we'll let you know how it affects our uh, ability to have threesomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until next time. You. You.